Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we'll be bringing in a guest host to discuss certain categories of movies. Categories such as movies around the world, franchisees, and genre. Certain directors, actors, actresses, and so much more. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of this. Here we go again. We are back now into the canon of our franchise that we're doing. The next movie on the list is Prometheus. This came out in 2012. It's an IMDb of 7. A Metascore of 64. Rotten Tomatoes of 73% tomato meter. 68% audience. Had a $130 million budget. Domestically, made $126,477,084. Worldwide, $403,354,469. It marks the return of Ridley Scott to the franchise as director. Written by John Spates and Damon Lindelof. Based on characters created by Dan O'Bannon. And Ronald Shusset. Great cast. What we drinking? Absolutely. Like, great what we, cast. What, what are oh, we drinking? we're drinking. All right. I mean, <laughs> why do we have to even say it anymore? McMaster's and Diet Pepsi. Like, that's how we roll. <clears throat> um, you had, change um, yours a lot, so. I, well, I do change mine a lot up in here and there, depending on what it is. I mean, I did already have a, mar- uh, a margarita today. Um, Cornita. Um, but I'm drinking vodka and squirt. Nice. I like that. That's mm, one of my favorites. Vodka. Yeah, no, we're not. Oh, go ahead. I know we're not in summer or spring, but yeah. It's vodka squirt or vodka fresco. Those are like my two kind of things. What kind of vodka? Kirkland. What? What kind of vodka? Oh, Kirkland, of course. Yeah, that's what I kind of figured. Yeah, I said Kirkland. Like, yeah. Well, it just, I'm sorry, guys. I mean, I'm not that we're like promoting Costco here or anything, but I mean, there's been times we've drank other stuff, you know, but it's just, it seems like oh. bang for the buck. Oh, and no, you can go yeah. 14 bucks for a good vodka for a big bottle. Unless you go to the red and then you pay like $10 more, but. Well, it's like, I mean, I'm just, I'm frustrated. I mean, I know you can go into any liquor store and there's, you if you're looking for specific liquor lately and you want it, you can't find it. Yeah. Once again, I can't get Patron Citronage in to save my life. Really? Um, they showed me Malibu rum last week, coconut rum. But so I'm trying to think, yeah, I'll get it this week, but I didn't have it last week. But I can go to the store and buy it. It's it's frustrating, you know. Yeah, that's what we're gonna start seeing. I think as we progress in the next six months, is the shortage of a lot of things. So we'll get prepared. Yeah, I mean, I'm prepared here. I have plenty of you know whatever. But <laughs> it's just you go in, you know, you want you go to buy something, and it's, sometimes it's just not there. You know, I mean, I know the state minimum liquor prices, and you know, they can't go over a max or anything, but. Sometimes I I swear the prices are going up even twice oh, as bad, yeah. much. Oh. All right, so on to Prometheus. Yes, on to Prometheus. I have to say, the visual, the actors, the actresses, everything in this movie is pretty, and the acting is great. Except okay. for maybe one character. I, that one was a little off. But I don't know. I took me a while to figure out how this was part of the Alien series, to be honest. Okay. I mean, I understand the black ooze and stuff like that, but, you know, it's those little hints. But I just, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about how this fits in with the Alien series and how you compare it with everything else. Well, out of out of all the films we've done, you know, you know, you got Alien, Aliens, yeah, you know, and then we proceeded to go down with three, four, and the whatever. Getting back to this one, the fact that Ridley Scott came back, you know, I feel like we are back back to 
I don't want to say back to the basics, but we're back to the basics. Yeah. You know, we're back to the origins, I mean, if you want to call it. And I, I really appreciate him tying in the end. You know, I'm going. I'm jumping to the end here. I'm sorry, guys. Um, oh, but let's no, I, let's jump because, uh, okay, we're going to spoil the shit out of this. So if you have never mm-hmm. seen this, which if you haven't, you should just turn it off and watch it and then listen. But, yeah, we're going to spoil uh, the fuck out of this. Go okay. ahead. So you're jumping to the end, you know, and, you know, you got where, you know, you know Melbourne and whatever. You got them ramming the spaceship as it takes off into the air, right? Mm-hmm. By one of the engineers. And you see it crash. And then it goes. So referencing that, you're going back to Ripley. We homed in on its beacon. It was a derelict space shift. And, the, you know, that ship is the one that we see when Dallas and Kane and Lubbers are all going to its exact same spaceship. It, it, so, it isn't actually. It, it isn't? No, because the planet that they go to in Alien is, is LV-427. Mm-hmm. The planet yes. that they go to in this one is LV-236. They're different planets. They but, specify that implicitly. But what I'm trying to say is, is what I'm trying to get keep on going, it is that ship, okay? Oh, they that style of ship, yeah, yeah. That, that, because remember how you got... The captain of this ship says they weren't stupid enough to put weapons of mass destruction. No, I mean, who's not to say that they didn't have a military base? Mm-hmm. Several, several. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That so that so we can see. I mean, you see where he was in, you know, because he's not in the ship guiding it out because he goes looks for her. You know what I'm saying? So it's not that, but it it shows where it could have happened at another installation to put it yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i'm trying so you see those visuals and it kind of like ties it together with the origins of how what the best laid plans of mice and men often go astray i don't want to say mice and men or engineers often go astray not only did they probably have that installation they probably had other installations and even they couldn't control the alien in itself, you know, because you have an LV-426, 427, sorry, LV-42, whatever, you have that which had crash landed. It was a homing beacon, and they were probably trying to get people to come and rescue him because he evidently was trying to escape, and a thing exploded out of his chest, where the people with the hologram images on this planet, 223, they're running away from you know, something chasing after them. Then that's when, you know, Milfern and Feefield find like a, a whole entire pile of dead bodies with like things exploded out of, you know, exploded rib cages. So I guess seeing that tie in, you know what I'm saying? Is the fact that he made the, com- he made the comment, they wouldn't be stupid enough to make weapons of mass destruction in their own home. And it's true they could have more than one installation and that's what kind of like was really kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's where I thought that's where you could see like the visual of the ship. They're similar and you can tie that all together that way. What I didn't understand for me personally here was the fact that, you know, when they had like the painting, with the solar system and it was only you know i i get where they were trying to say they were worshiping these beings or whatever oh it you're was talking invitation. about like the old cave the painting? cave okay the, the cave paintings going to that she said they here they are there's pictures of them with this constellation or whatever it's an invitation they worship these beings i got in my own head that they didn't even know who these beings were because the guy came and then sacrificed himself and put his DNA into the water. You know what I'm saying? When he, when he disintegrated. Yeah. So I didn't see the correlation with how they knew where 
like this came from a look because they didn't make any i felt like there should have been more of a tie-in right there saying that they had visited then they returned to visit yeah the the they catalyst to visit. for the yeah. story is a little flimsy because you're right they presumably they sacrificed the one guy who changes the dna of the planet and creates life and then presumably they would never come back they just start life and then leave and maybe observe yeah. but they never implicitly stated that they would come back and visit each different ancient civilization and tell them the same thing it's, it's kind of flimsy i think but and that's another thing and that's what i'm saying it's like so then he wants dr shaw wants to know why they decided to go back and destroy us what did we do wrong i felt like they sacrificed the one guy gave us life then they didn't really make reference to them coming back and visiting us right. how did they decide two thousand years because when they carbon dated the thing remember it was two thousand years yeah that they were what did we do two thousand years ago you know if you think about that 89, because the year is 2089. 2089, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do we do in 89 or right around, you know, BC or whatever? Was it in the correlation why they wanted to come back and destroy us? And that's where I'm having, that's where I started to get caught up in the morality and the allegories of whether or not you have the religion theme tied in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because right around, if you, if you did the carbon dating 2,000 years, you're looking at the time of Christ. So did they, were they upset that we stopped worshiping them, maybe possibly? And that's why we were going to get destroyed. You know what I'm saying? It was all, it's, there are you know, several theories. I've seen a theory out there that, uh, Christ was an alien and the humans killed him, so that's why they're Yeah, I like heard there's of that one there's too. a couple different Like I'm saying, you know, so it that. makes you it makes you think why you know I thought like we had him, you know, falling into the water, yada yada yada, and then boom, we're in cave dwellings, you know. Mm, you, know yeah. you know, I thought we could have maybe not that I'm you know, we could have had ten minutes more right there. Yeah, a little more you know, explanation. A little, a little, a 10 minutes more. Yeah, I can see what you're saying there. Right there. I mean, a little bit more. I mean, I'm sure they could have made it a little more concise. And then next thing you know, we're on a ship racing towards whatever. And that was kind of cool because they explained it with the hologram later on, whatever. But a little more saying, okay, they did it. And then they came back and were watching us. And all of a sudden, they were pissed off or something. And that's when they were decided, you know, I get it. She wanted to, she wanted to find out from him, them what they did wrong. Why were you going to end, end us? Because let's be truthfully honest, they were, and their, you know, aim was to destroy our civilization, not just even humans, because hypothetically, alien those alien species would take over everything but at the same time they were going to be reworking our dna into a different dna almost because if you look at how mil milford is no Feefield, which one is the one that kind of like got crazy at the end i think that was mayfield the one yeah, that came back and like yeah sorry he if you look at it that way he is his genetic his genetics were changed so it's almost like they were erasing our our world and replacing it with another world to see if that one would was whether it was better or not. They were just saying, "You're done. We're going to put this one in in play now." Right, and even David, David, right, was the Andrew? David, yeah, David. Yeah, David. He even yeah. he even made a point to say, like, in order to create, one must first destroy. Yes. Like that line was pretty pertinent, I thought. And yeah. I mean, just in the overarching idea of this movie, I think this movie in the advertising was a huge disservice to completely connect it to the alien franchise. 
I think the it's fact not- that it was an alien franchise should have been a surprise as you're watching it. Yes. Because I know a lot of people bitched about this movie because this isn't a fucking alien movie. There's no aliens in it and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So people went into it with uh, a predisposition that it was going to be like an alien movie. And even that it was, I mean, there's not a xenomorph in it. No, there's not. So the fact if if you're watching the movie for the first time without the knowledge that it's an alien movie, Wayland Corp, wait, that's kind of weird. And then that last scene when you get the previous, not a complete xenomorph, but the previous version of it pops out. You're like, holy shit. I think that would be in the best way of doing this movie. Because, like I said, you just have an idea of, okay, I'm going to see an alien movie. Yeah. But this movie's a bit more esoteric than that. I mean, and then if you look at it, you know, when she takes... Okay, so, so I don't know what, you want, what do you want to call it. Because it's not really an alien she takes out of her. Because it's not really even a face hugger. No, you know? I mean, it kind of, it's like the what the face huggers evolved into, I would say. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that's, you know, the way, how big it got, you know, and you know, that, to me, how big it got when it attacked the engineer and impregnated him. That's yeah. where, to me, the xenomorph was, it was giving, yes. it was giving, it was making a queen. Well, that to that's... me, yeah, that. That yeah. was really messed up. Like when he's like, "Oh, and you're pregnant." She's like, "I can't be." Like cause earlier, she's like, "I can't get pregnant." Mm-hmm. And so, and I kind of like that also because it, there's always been kind of a thin <clears throat> streamline of motherhood throughout all of these movies. Yes, and they they touch on it briefly with that conversation where I can't create life. What does that say about me? And then, yep. And it, honestly, and once again, you are looking at like uh, a reoccurring theme is the motherhood. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You know, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, the origins of life and death, you know, motherhood and death. You know, mm-hmm. you got Wayland who's trying to outrun death because he knows that these people can create life. Yeah. So he's thinking life comes from death death come you know that whole death comes from life you know and that's where another part of the thing i knew i kind of had a little problem so you got milburn and feefield and they're walking around this do we, do we want to call it a pyramid or we just want to call it a dome i guess it's a it's a dome dome i guess i i don't know pyramid dome they're they're both accurate i guess well, i mean I'd i don't want to I don't want to reference the pyramid from AVP, (laughs) which we're just, you know, so let's just call it the dome thing going on. Okay. So, you know, the spaceship is underneath this dome. The dome is built on top of it. And all these subterranean channels throughout it are woven in with different chambers where they have different, to me, I was viewing different weapons, like different canisters or whatever, like the one chamber where they find the one canister with the mural of the alien creature. That's, I mean, you see like the mural of the alien creature, you know, mm-hmm. which the, and it shows like the egg in like the statue part. But so you go, they're, they're wandering around, they're in the middle of the night, they're wandering out and they find the body the pile of dead bodies or pile when the things exploded out of their heart, out of the chest. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I'm all about getting away from the pile of dead bodies, you know, <laughs> other way, other way, whatever they say. But my problem is you think about this, where are all those little alien things that exploded out of those chests 2000 years ago? Yeah. that's. A are they point. dead? Are they dead? Or because yeah, it's 2000 years. They're talking about this atmosphere being silicone, silicon or whatever, you know. I'm thinking if it's safety in the dome thing, they would have made their little nest there. Because I don't, I mean, it made me think, do they need a host or another life form 
to exist, whether or not it's um, symbiotic, maybe. I mean, not that I'm not saying 2,000 years is a long time. It's a long time. They could have just died off because there was no food, you know. Right. That's what I'm saying. But, like, why didn't they see any of those bodies anywhere? Or were they down that hole? Remember the they hole? never did. Yeah, really, they never really explained that. They never went down the hole. Yeah, I mean, the pups went down the hole, yeah. but they never, you know, they didn't, what was really down the hole? Was that where the the xenomorphs that, it, you know, that, and it had, not saying that they were alive and just hiding or whatever, were they just dead down there? Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, they're, don't add much explanation as to what killed any of them, really. Like, no. So they just say that it looks like something burst out of their chest. Yeah. And I mean, and honestly, and then you have. Oh, well, speaking about bursting, I want to bring this up. Uh-huh. The head that they found that they try to bring, you know, yeah, I don't the thing in quite... the ear to. Like, started at 30, and then went to 40, and then went to 50, and then they're like, oh, that's too much. Lower it. And then all of a sudden the head exploded. Like, don't quite yeah. understand the logic or reasoning behind that. I don't know either. But when you brought up bursting, that's where my mind went real quick. I was like, wait. It was cute, not cute, but it was a good idea that they saw like the carbon dated body decapitated with the, you know, with the head in the hermetic sealed room. I mean, I think that visually or that showed how those containers could stay preserved yeah. behind that door. So that was a good thing. So you're like, oh, they've been there for 2,000 years. Why, how, how are these weapons or canisters still good? But then they showed, like, the climate was the, changing the in the room. The fact that they yeah. came in and changed the atmosphere, yeah, yeah. that kind of so activated that, them. So that was good there. I mean, but to take it back to... You know, and then at the same time, when they took it back to the ship and they got to see that it was an, not, a, not an exoskeleton, would they say a suit, an exosuit yeah. or something? Yeah. That was kind of interesting because when they initially saw them running in the hologram, they looked a lot different. But yeah. when taking off the helmet, they got to see how human they looked. Yeah. And then the comparison of the DNA and all that, it's a yeah. perfect match. Yeah, perfect match. Which, once again, you go back to, I choose to believe. You know, she makes that, I choose to believe. You know, well, who made them? You know, engineers. So that whole, you know, you think about, you get to see that whole, you know, belief, whether or not, it doesn't matter what you believe in, it's what you choose to believe in. I mean, this movie does pose some pretty deep philosophical questions like Mm -hmm. that or when Holloway is getting drugged by David he's like why do you think we created you or why do you think I was created well because we could yep well what would happen if you met your creators and they said the same thing like yeah like thought yeah I don't know and you know I had a Holloway was my least favorite character in this movie because he's always a dick to David for really no reason. Who? Holloway? Holloway? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, he's a dick. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, he did uh, sacrifice himself at the end, so that was something. Yeah. And it's also, you know, it's it's absolutely true, you know. You know, he is, you know, he... I guess that's why jumping ahead, you know, I mean, I know we're going to be jumping ahead to the other movie here, but what I'm trying to say is that's why I think David is infatuated with Elizabeth Shaw. Because she keeps on exceeding his expectations, her will to survive, her will to believe, her will to do anything, where Holloway, he just viewed as a dick. And that's why he didn't have a problem sacrificing him. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Now, I, do you think the exper I mean, it essentially is just experimenting on Holloway, but do you think yeah. that was on Wayland's orders or was he acting 
Um, on his own. Honestly, I believe that's kind of like a betrayal theme going on because you see you see David betraying betraying them. It's you want to you want to think that and we've already seen Alien and we know that that's uh, after this one of course. Yeah. But we're starting to see where artificial intelligence in its mind is not betraying or white lying or anything. You know, he he tells everyone Wayland's dead when in actuality he's sleeping, you know, in the yeah. room down the hall. He's been ordered to find the key Im- immortality, which basically Wayland tells him to do whatever he has to do, so he decides to infect yeah, try Holloway. Harder. Yes, you know, but then David also betrays <laughs> Vickers by let not, he won't let her know Wayland's secret. So he's constantly betraying people, which you don't, which is a common you know, human emotion or human trait in a way, but right. no one expects him to do it because they just expect him to be honest. They don't really know why they're there, you know, really because he uses everyone as a pawn to get Waylon what he wants, but and Waylon doesn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, a, another theory I have seen, not just in couple videos we watched tonight but after the movie came out where do you land on if vickers is an android or not Mm. well i'm gonna go with no on android uh because you know when you know waylon's introducing david's closest thing i'll have to a son why would he you know he was so big on having a son why would he ever make a female android yeah in the first place that's why i go no but why did she why did she run straight you see you see see this fucking thing coming down you go the other way go one way i don't care you zig you zag you zig yeah yeah and i think the reason why game of thrones again you don't go straight you zigzag just saying that's enough and that's another thing with Vickers, you know, she's so intent on being perfect or being like an android. So eventually she thinks that he'll accept her, even though she's a female. Because if he she was a male, if she had been born a male, they would have never made David in the first place. That's why I just agree with, because if he had David as an android, why would he have made ever even had a child but you know what i'm saying it's kind of like i tend to agree with you but there are some compelling arguments that go go the other way for sure but i i i think she was a human for sure i do too i really think she was the reviews that we saw made you think that but i don't agree with it i mean there are articles that have been written like three thousand word articles arguing the other way but yeah and i i don't think that whatsoever they're compelling, but yeah, in the Again, end, I think. because if she was, let's say, if she, oh God, here we go. Okay, I'm not coming across as hating women when I say this real quick. <laughs> but you're gonna. Okay. But if you were an android, you, you would have known not to go left or, you would have known to go left or right when you're running. As a human, you don't your your adrenaline's going so hard that you don't even start thinking that way and you start running. So in my head, that is where I was at. That's the nicest way I could put it. The the one does that make sense that, to anybody? The one interesting point that got brought up in the, one of the videos we watched today was that that. A medical chamber she had in her room that Shaw uses to cut out the her u- cap something or other. Yeah, that was programmed specifically for males. Yeah. So why is a human woman would she have that? Unless it was for Wayland, which if it was for Wayland, why wouldn't it just be in his room to begin with? Yeah. Well, but he was hiding in the first place. But once again. She 
is a woman and it's programmed for males, maybe she's trying, not trying, not saying she's trying to become a man, but no matter what, she's portraying herself as the man in charge. Or it could be a thing, because I think they said there were only like 12 of them made. Maybe they only designed them strictly for men to begin with. Yeah. So, I don't know. That was just an interesting point that got brought up in something we watched. At the same time, and if she was an android, why would she even need one? Exactly. So, if it was for Wayland, it was just in her chamber, because no one was supposed to know he was there. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so also we're talking about the beliefs here. You know, she, you know, Shaw was so intent on her cross. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they did a little flashback showing her father appeared to be like a missionary or something. Yeah. Yeah. Died of Ebola. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he was like, I don't know if he was a missionary or he was like an archaeologist or something. Yeah. They they never really explained that part. They kind of left no. that as a hidden thing ish. Like you choose what you want to believe, I guess. Or they just once... lacked on that, that particular part. Well, once again, you choose what you want to believe. That's a theme in this movie. You yeah. know, you believe what you want to choose. You know, you can believe that there's good and bad in people and or life or death. You know, you know, everyone was willing. Everyone was put to the limits. Everyone was willing to risk or do what they had to do for what they believed. You know, you know, the captain basically said, I can guarantee you. You can believe that I will not let that thing get back to Earth. And he did what he had to do, you know, and then at the same time, he's telling Vickers, do you want you want to stay with us or do you want two more years at life? You know, so everyone valued something more important above all else. You know, Vickers valued her life more than making sure something else to have. Elizabeth Shaw valued stopping them also. And now she's going to back to their home planet. You know, yeah. she literally gets David to, you know, even though she does she hates him doesn't trust them him or whatever she will use her you to go get the answers so she can validate what she believes in yeah yeah that is yeah i can't think of anything else more than it's what you know Belief to me is huge in this movie more than anything else. I mean, and you're quite correct, you know, going into you want to see xenomorphs running around in tunnels, attacking people and killing them. But to me, this was the setup of how people saw everything. I thought this was visually just not like visually like, you know, you know, costumes and all that stuff, but like the scenery in general. Oh, it was stunning. Yes. And, and, and it holds up. And it does. I mean, to see them sweeping in on those landscapes, whether or not, you know, you know, the, you know, you you come in on this planet and you see the guy put down this thing and he falls into the waterfall and you think, oh, my God, we're, you know, and it was almost like you said to me, it's primordial, you know, it's mm-hmm. be- right before we did. But think about that. Where did they find that right now on Earth? And then when you look at, you know, later on when they go to this planet and yeah i'm sure there was some digital cgi involved or whatever but even then they chose visually stunning landscapes to show everything with the sweeping grandioseness of everything yeah i was reading or listening to somebody who said the greatest special effect is knowing or not knowing whether it's practical or cgi yeah. And I did really hard to tell with some of the scenery that they used in this film. Like, I could believe that that's a place, but I'm not entirely sure that it is. And that's the whole point. You're not entirely sure it is or not, but you're, it's suspension of disbelief. You're yeah. able to believe it and you, it, it flows seamlessly. It doesn't look staged. It doesn't yes. look anything like that. So 
you know, going back to the original movie, Alien, with Ridley Scott, yeah, it was all trapped in a little a little space, you know, space, you know, shuttle or space, you know, you know, flying machine or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You know, everything, even then, back in 1979, looks, still holds up because, you know, it, it looked like it could be from the future. You know, and then at the same time, you have the visual effects of them on the planet in that one ship. And it was so, the design or the set design, because it wasn't CGI then, even then holds out and it fluidly goes through. Then you go to the actual alien, the xenomorph. Yeah. And you see that and how they did that back then. And it holds up seamlessly. And then you come to this one and, you know, you got that guy who's running around. And at that point in time, he's the engineer. And you think to myself, it looks like a suit. I want to say it looks like a suit, but is it CGI? Is it not CGI? You know, you you kind of, you don't know. Yeah. It it it's fits within the set and the location. Yeah, I, I agree. But this doesn't really throw me off too much because I can separate myself from it. But doing a prequel to a movie like like they did here prometheus is a prequel to alien Mm -hmm. the way that they show their technology in this because they can Mm -hmm. looks so much more advanced than the technology that they had in alien which is presumably 200 years after the fact yeah and that's the hardest thing you know but you just have to you, you have to take yourself out of that in order to because, I mean, it's just, it just is what it is. Like, Yeah, you have to do it. You have to, like, you have to remember the year, years and dates that you're moved. But at the same time, it's not, it doesn't draw your attention away from the movie or the storyline. No, not at all. No. No. Yeah. And that's, I mean, regarding the story, you could watch this movie having no idea or having never seen an alien movie and still get enjoyment out of this film. Absolutely. There's not a, was once again, not, not that you want to reiterate on this or harp on it. There is no alien in this movie. Right. And that's fine. But when uh, that's why I think it should have been advertised. I mean, they put it full front front and center that this was an alien movie. Yeah. yeah, where you could have made the movie without advertising that it was in that universe at all and then shock the shit out of people when they find out that it is as they watch it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's true, you know, and not that we want to. OK, so I'm trying to think of how I want to put this in the words here. Um, So the title Prometheus is from the Greek, Greek Titans of the Gods, yeah. which gave, which gave, you know, he gave humans fire. So that allegory or analogy right there, think about it. These engineers gave us, us, Prometheus. So it's kind of, it's you see fitting making what, sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a perfectly fitting title, you know. Absolutely. You can draw it from whatever you want, you know, at the same time. And at the same time, Titan, Prometheus, who was a titan, he took, you know, he took away fire from the gods and gave it to the humans. Mm-hmm. And then basically he was, you know, you know, punished, you know, later on for giving us the one-upmanship. It makes me almost think, was this one guy that did what he did a renegade? And that's why they wanted to destroy us. Um, he wasn't given permission in the first place to to start us off and did they take that long to catch on? I don't know. You can uh, read so much into yeah, it. Yeah. You, that, I never thought about that, but possibly, you know, you know, it's, you know, you're looking at, you know, he, you know, takes off on a spaceship, goes in and creates life here, you know, and we develop over all the time, whatever this and that. And later on, they realize that he did all this and he wasn't given permission to do it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. That was a thought. It was just, it's a random thought. I'm sure there's someone's wrote on it, but that was just another thought I had because of the tie-in with the name. 
Yeah, I mean, that would make sense, I suppose. Sorry, had to take a sip. Had to take a sip. <laughs> oh, yeah. Understandable. I've taken many sips. <laughs> and I've been, well, yeah. Multitasking tonight, but sorry, guys. But We're going to do our multitasking when we can, yeah. Um, no, again, I keep talking about this movie. It's a great movie. Um, I mean, again, you I you like this movie? I like I what thought... I have to say. What I have to say about this movie. What makes me like it? It's visually and the acting. Like it is good. The storyline's decent. It's better than the last two I watched of these. I don't know if that's why I'm trying to compare and contrast what I just saw before. That very well could be. I mean, but what year did this come out with? 2012. 2012? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, great. Like, the visuals, like I said, like, I've this movie was really, like, visually and... Like the acting in it was great. So that's the one part that got me with this movie. <clears throat> I mean, so how are you feeling? Okay, so throwing it out there. I mean, you got one, two, you know, you got Ridley Scott, one, James Cameron was Aliens, three was David Fincher. Yep. And then four. Uh, but then the French guy okay. who did Amelie. I can't remember yep, his name. Yep, yep, yep. Can't remember. But. Then we're just going to take AVP and, AV- and Requiem, Requiem, whatever. You're going to take those, and we decided to just discard those. So having Ridley Scott come back and helm this was huge for me. Oh, for I, sure. I, it was huge for me because I was like, oh, my God, we're getting back to the origins or back to basics. Mm-hmm. And I knew going into it, you know, he had, you know, he was quite active, you know, Gladiator, this, that, you know, Academy, you know, Black Hawk, you know, you got so much going on, yeah. you know, Black Hawk. He was definitely so much more well known than when he was first doing it in the first time, first place. Um, just a little, I just want to take a moment here for you. Just want to let you know that 1984, the Apple Macintosh commercial, he, he, he directed oh, really? that. I just. I would throw that out. I just want to let you know it's a little tidbit information, you know, you know. So it's even to see Ridley Scott go back to what he, his origins was huge for me. So I actually saw this opening weekend in the theaters because I had to. I had to. Yeah. No, I knew I knew it wasn't an alien film, but just because it had the Ridley Scott name attached to it. Sure. That's that's why I had to go. I think this movie would have been, I don't know if you saw it in IMAX or not, but I think it would have been fucking stunning in IMAX. I didn't, I did not see this in IMAX. I just randomly went by myself and just went and saw it. It was really neat. Um, just because I, you know, I hadn't really ever, you know, I had seen the alien films in theaters, but I'd never really seen them like opening weekends or anything like that. This was right. something I was just looking forward to because I felt like, yeah, we had seen all the other ones. You know, the last couple, two that we had to deal with was just terrible <laughs> recently. Not terrible, but they had not lived up to my expectations of being an alien film. And I wanted this one to have that memorableness that I saw from when I first remember, you know, Ridley Scott getting to the alien ship, you know? Yeah. yeah. So then my question to you would be, because I remember watching this the first time i didn't see it in theaters but i was pretty disappointed when it after the first watch but then i watched it a couple more times and i appreciate it more because i mean i don't mean to keep pounding on this point but i was expecting an alien movie and it wasn't exactly what i was expecting as an alien movie and Actually, you know, a lot of people had problems with that because they went in thinking it was going to be an alien movie. Yes. And there was no, there was, and to me, this was a relationship movie. Your relationship with yourself, your relationship with how you believe things were going to be, relationships of, this was a, in discovering yourself, whether it be on 
the planet or on another planet. To me, that's what it was. Going into that, if you expected to see, you know, people getting chopped up or eaten by an alien, it wasn't going to happen. Yes, we did see a couple alien in here. We saw one, you know, really. Because yeah. I don't know if you want to call it an engineer, the engineer an alien or not, because they were more humanoid than anything. Well, we saw we saw that little snake-like thing also, you know? Right, which also had kind of a face-hugger feel to it. Yeah, it just a face-hugger thing, yeah. Evolving. But yeah, like, fact- like I said, I... I was kind of disappointed in the first time I saw it, but then after watching it again, I re- okay. It's not the movie I expected, but I appreciate what they are doing, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, you know, and he not that he had to live up to expectations, but you know, he did the first one. Yeah. You know, let's think about that. Iconic will never be more than number two, and then number two with James Cameron. Total iconic, also. Yeah. Well, I mean, once you see Ridley Scott involved, like writer, director, right? Director. Yeah. Then he he produced it or directed it or he produced it. Okay, yeah. Um, but you see his name attached, and you're just like, holy shit! Like he's back. Like, yeah, I got to see this. Like, you see that name back. And if you're a true fan, they're going to be like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think how I want to say this also. Well. Okay, so, you know, the first movie, Alien. You had that slow build. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Okay. And then James Cameron, it's like straight up in your face, action, visceral. You you had to like just totally, you had to feel it. Mm-hmm. This one is almost a slow build also. So you get to appreciate, you know, you know, the difference of the style. I mean, where... You know, in three and four, yeah, there was, I mean, three was a little more of that slow build also where they were trapped in the the prison. Yeah, yeah. But in four, it was just kind of like, okay, I just, I mean, they're so different. They tried, they couldn't decide if it was an action one or not an action one. This one, I thought, oh, that slow build. What are they going to discover? How is it going to come about? What's really going on? There's a sinister agenda going on. If you had raised the money yourself to fund this mission, we would be pursuing your agenda. So she knew, (laughs) and because she knew what was going on, because she knew, you know, he was there. You know, we were pursuing your agenda, you know. Mm. And just the way she said it, you know, we know that there's something sinister going on at that point in time. I personally didn't have a clue until, you know, she cornered him in the hallway at David and says, what did he say to you? You know, right. then we know stuff is going on where once again, relationships, father, daughter, you know, father, Android, whatever you want to go. You know, if I wanted to see, I would have stayed back on earth and fought with the board to see who is in charge. Never doubt I'm in charge. You know, yeah. her quotes on this is awesome. She's, you think she's like a peripheral character, but she's really not. I think she has some of some of the most memorable quotes in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Charlie Theron is just a fantastic actress too. And I mean, once you said initially when we first started off, awesome cast. Yeah, there isn't a question about it. You know, they got a great cast, and all these all these actors at this point in time, you think of it, are, are name actors. Well, I mean, this was Numi Rapace's second English film. Yeah, but her... But her body her, of work was pretty fucking solid, for sure. You know, Charlie's Throne, you had <clears throat> Idris Elba, you had, you know, so many, you know, David Fassenbender, you know, the, you know Guy Pierce. Everyone is a well-known actor in this film. Yeah. Yeah. So that took a lot of casting directing right there. Yeah, what was 160 million was the budget? 
Yeah. Uh, rating this? What? I was just looking at the budget again because. 130 million. It made its well money spent. back. Yeah. What did it make worldwide? Four and change. Yeah. Oh, shit, I got it right here. And we, we just let you know, think about, think about what we talk about this right now. 130 million budget. It made 400 million budget. How it just rolls off our tongue like it's not anything to think about it. <laughs> it's Elon, just fucking bizarre. Elon Musk just bought Twitter for $44 billion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These numbers Baller. are just astronomical. Hey, you know, think about cash, it. Yeah. Too. He bought it in, in cash. cash. <laughs> yeah. In cash. Oh, you know, oh, let me go to my safe real quick. I'll get all these suitcases transferred to you right now. It's all good. Yeah, and that, that's the funny thing right there. I mean, I don't mean to say it. You know, we say nowadays, you know, when we talk about budgets, you know, it's hard because if something doesn't have a minimum of $20 million budget, you don't think it's going to go good. I mean, going back, do we have well, – let me pull up. Let's look at the alien budget real fast. In 1979, you know. Yeah. Got it right. 10, maybe, if I had to guess. I mean, I can't think. I mean, you think about it. You got to say what the, what's the budget on Alien? You know, you know, just like ah, uh, you know. Alien's think, budget was eleven million. Okay, think about that. You know, even we go from eleven million to one hundred and thirty million in the course of 30, 30 years, right? Yeah. Thirty years. I mean, there is inflation. It is pretty cool. And quick question here. Okay, so you got. Whalen Utani Corporation, that's who is aliens, you know. Yeah. We see the reference of that in AVP Requiem, and we also see we see it in Predator, <laughs> the Predator, and but we don't see it in this one. I did, you know, they did not register. <laughs> reference a utani corporation they just said wayland yeah yeah so presumably this was before the merger i guess yeah so i was trying to get i was getting trying to get the timeline in my head for that one too so because yeah this i think is supposed to be 200 years prior to the first yeah 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 Okay, well, I just, I Googled when I was looking up the thing. I just want to let you go. And I just saw 2019 Alien, the play. There's a play? I am not familiar with that. Well, evidently there's Alien, the play. Like a Broadway play? I do not know, evidently. Alien, the play. North Bergen High School, New Jersey, stage an adaptation of Alien, the play. Or did they just do the movie Alien as a play? Yeah, they adapted it, but which widely praised and granted seals of approval from Ridley Scott, James Kendrick, and Sigourney Weaver. I've never heard of it. Okay. Huh. Just kind of curious. Just going with that one. I Googled something and it came up. So that was kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Google. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alien the play in New Jersey. Go figure. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> That'd be really fucked up to see. Yeah. Ugh. I'd be down. I yeah. think it'd be interesting. So, what are you thinking? Are we going to rate this? We, do we want to talk anymore right about this right now? I do don't I... think there's much more to talk about. I, I mean, the final point I want to make about this movie, <laughs> again, is I. It should not have. It would have been better as a shock that it was in that universe. You mean like a Luke, I am your father type of shock? Yeah, like if you if you advertise this movie as just a typical sci-fi, you couldn't even show the aliens that they did, and not lead on that it is a movie in that universe. You wouldn't even have to do that. Just put Ridley Scott's name on it. People would have went anyhow. Well, I mean, even then, like, you you could have advertised this movie without indicating it was an alien movie. Yeah, that's true. You could have. And I think that would have made the shock of watching it the first time, like, oh, my God. 
Like, this is set in that universe? I had no fucking idea. Yeah. Well, it is kind of set in their universe, you know? Well, it is, yeah. But they that was their main marketing point, was that Ridley Scott coming back to the Alien franchise. Yeah. Where you sell it as a Ridley Scott sci-fi movie, and then you're watching it, and then, holy shit, this is an Alien movie. Yeah. Like, I think that would have been better. Yeah. I mean, I can totally agree with you. I mean, I like the fact that, you know, you could have just left everything being Easter eggs. Absolutely. Absolutely. But don't don't market it as that. Yeah. So, do we want to rate this? Do we not want to rate this? Yeah, I just want to know what I rated my movies with the last of them. Oh, your Alien 7 8, Aliens Better, Alien 3 7 2, Alien Resurrection 5 8, AVP 4.2, AVP Requiem 3.1. I'll give this the same 7 8. You rate this equal to the original? Yeah. I had. there was creativity. There was goodness. So, yeah, I'll give it the same. Okay. Uh, I I'll. It's, I think it's the third best movie of the franchise. Absolutely. So I had Aliens at an eight point seven. I'll give this uh eight four. Okay. What did I do? Alien and Aliens. Your alien was a 10, aliens yep. was a 9.4. Okay. This is strong, strong nine. Okay. All like right. I said, it's like it's like the third. I mean, it it's going neck and neck. It could sometimes I think that it could knock off number two, but I highly doubt it because 1987 was a great year. We just gotta go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I'm going to give this, the, once again, I think this is the third strongest in the whole entire series, and it's close, it's close to where I think it is. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, it can stand on its own, too, which makes it really nice. Yeah, and I, I seem to enjoy it more the more I watch it. Oh, absolutely. Like, There's little things that you pick up on it more and more. Absolutely. All right, so what's next time, guys? We're picking movies that... You already picked my movie, right? Oh, that's right. We're doing movies that neither one of us have seen. Okay. Yeah, yeah so I, are we I, doing... I have one. I mean, if you need time to think about it or if you got one, then we can do it. But I have one for you guys. I don't know. Am I, am I giving you two or am I giving you one? No, we're each... The, my idea was... We pick a movie that we assume the other two haven't seen. Gotcha. Okay. So we'll do three movies for the podcast. Gotcha. Okay. I got mine. Okay. What's yours? Gregory's Girls. Gregory's Girl. Have you seen Gregory's Girl? No, I don't know what that is. Okay. So I'm going to say no. 1981. It's streaming. I don't know what Streaming where? Where? Where is it streaming? Uh, to be Pluto, and I think I'm um, Prime. Okay. Yeah, mine is Ink. Ink. Okay, I got that one. That's on Tubi, I believe. Okay. You're gonna need a minute to think of yours. Bang Gang. Bang Gang. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give you a minute to think about it. We, we, no, we'll... no, give me like. Give me a day. Give me a day. Okay. Yep. I'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) I was just throwing it out there. (laughs) That'd be a super awkward conversation. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, I think we're done. I think we're done. That'd be good. All right. Well, still loving the shit. Still loving it. Awesome. All right. (laughs) Well, have a good one. You too. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Bye. Bye. Well, 
shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more booze and bullshit.